Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and I'm excited for today's episode because we have an amazing guest joining us, Marissa Hill. When she first popped up on the Zoom call, I was blown away by how beautiful she was. And I knew she was a model and I've seen her pictures, but something about just like seeing someone on video or like in person, it's just different. I think it's because of her energy, but her like her smile and her eyes. And I was like, yep, I want to be you. I wish I looked like you. (laughs) And then she started talking and she's just she's so kind, so well-spoken, so educated. And I was like, yeah, your goals. I definitely want to be you. So (laughs) I think you guys are really going to enjoy that interview. It's going to be at the end of this episode. We talk sneakers. That's her passion and so much more. So keep on listening for that. But I wanted to kind of wrap up this year and talk about everything that I've learned It's at the end of the year now. It's been a wild ride for me and I'm sure for you guys as well. I, one, can't believe that this year is almost up. It has felt like it has flown by and I've done so much this year and I just kind of want to talk about kind of like the ups and the downs and everything that I've learned. So let's just get right into it. So I think the first thing that I learned is that you can't be jealous to be successful. And I think that's something that has held me back in the last couple years where I would always compare myself to other people whether it was in my industry, um, in person, or on social media, you're always looking at other people and thinking, I want that, or I'm jealous of them because they have this and I don't. And I would get definitely caught up in that. I would see girls on social media and I'd be like, oh, they're so beautiful. I wish I looked like them. I would see men in my industry and I would be jealous because I would feel like I deserved it more than them. And then What I would tend to do, and I think this is what everyone would do, that's what everyone does, is that they start to put that other person down to make themselves feel better. And I would do that. I mean, I try to be a kind, 
supportive, nice person, a good person. But jealousy just gets the best of you sometimes. And I would definitely fall into that where it's like you see someone so beautiful and you're like, Ugh, I don't like her outfit or I don't like her hair. And it's so fucking petty. <laughs> it really is. And it's just from jealousy. And it doesn't make you feel good. And there's no point to do it. And you tend to just gossip about other people to make yourself feel better. And you do it with other people who are also jealous. And then it is just so toxic and so bad. And that's something that I'm really trying to work on. And something that I, I really didn't like about myself is that I would get caught up in that at times. And I would say things that I didn't mean. And I felt bad about later. And it just is hurtful. And it's not good. And it's not nice. So I think that's the first thing. It's like, once I started to really focus on myself and my success and what I've accomplished and everything that makes me feel good about myself and starting to write, you know, affirmations of things that I like about myself and whether it's physical or, you know, a personality trait, anything, anything that I like about myself. And I was really trying to say that every single day. I felt so much better and you start to look at other people and you can feel good for them. Like you can cheer them on and you can say, even like with Marissa, oh my gosh, this girl is the total package. Yeah, I wish I was her because she's a badass, but it doesn't mean that I'm any less than she is. And I think that if we start to think that way, and especially on social media, because you only see a highlight reel of what's going on and people are only showing you the best parts of their lives, the best pictures that they're taking. Most of them are edited anyways. Like people don't even look like that in real life. They don't even look like that in real life. And so if you start to like step back, realize that, focus on yourself, say good things about yourself, you feel better. You just feel so much better. And you're not caught up in that gossipy, like, putting people down. Like, I don't like that. And I think girls do that definitely a lot more than guys do that. But I've, I've heard guys do that too, because especially when I'm playing golf with them and they're talking about someone else and like, it's the same thing. And it's all jealousy. And so if you eliminate the jealousy, you're going to feel so much better about yourself and you're just going to feel like a much better person. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I learned is that it is okay to put yourself first sometimes. I learned this through therapy. Um, as you guys know, I started therapy this year after um, going through a ton of things that have been very overwhelming in my life. And one thing that I realized is that I'm a people pleaser. And I knew this before, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And it got to the point where I lost almost all of myself to please other people and to do things for other people. And it's not just when someone asks me to do something, I say, yes, it's like, I will go above and beyond to make other people happy, even at the expense of my own happiness. And that's not okay. Yes, it's good to do things for other people and be there for them, but you never want to lose yourself in the process. And that is what I've been doing my entire life. I had no self-identity. I had no idea who I was. I didn't know what hobbies I liked, nothing, because I would almost mold my personality to fit someone else for them to like me and I would do everything for them so they would feel better and I just want everyone around me to be happy and I never want to let anyone down. I never want to disappoint anyone. And again, it got to the point where I had no idea who I was. I was very unhappy. And I started to live for myself. I wasn't even making good decisions because I was so worried about what other people were going to think and if I was going to disappoint them. People I didn't even really know that well. 
and it was starting to control my life. And so this year, I finally said, fuck that. (laughs) And I'm making decisions for myself now and for my own happiness. And when you do that, you actually make other people happier. Because I was doing these things for other people almost begrudgingly because maybe for like a thank you in return or something. And you realize that you can't do things for other people for that outcome. And now I do it because I want to do it and because it makes me happy. And I'm saying yes just as much because it's something I want to do, but I have the control now. And I feel like I'm doing it for the right reasons instead of the wrong reasons. And I've been on this journey of reading more, finding hobbies, things that I like, and people that I like. Having people in your life that you love and that care for you and not just because you do things for them and they need things from you. It's because they really like you as a person. And so taking control and doing things for yourself and it's not being, it's a little bit being selfish at times, but it's really just doing what you want to do and not letting other people dictate your own happiness. And so that's something that I've really learned is like taking time for yourself, finding out what works for you, what makes you happy, and surrounding yourself with people who actually really like you. And it's weird because you find people who like you a lot more when you like yourself. And when I was doing things for other people, I had a lot of fake people in my life. They didn't really care about me. They didn't care about me one bit. They liked what I could provide for them. And it was the service that made them want to stay around. That's not a good friend or that's not good people in your life. So when I started to do things for myself, whether it was like hobbies, I was started to meet people who had similar hobbies to me. Or when I started to be more of myself, I started to find people who actually really liked me for me compared to what I could offer them. And so that's been something that has been very therapeutic for me because I've been chasing my entire life to be liked by other people. And then it's like, oh, you just be yourself and people are going to like you? What a weird concept. (laughs) Like, who fucking knew that that's how this works? And I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not. I don't have to do all these things for other people. Like, people just like me for me. And hmm, that's weird. And it was kind of frustrating. I was like, I can't believe I wasted, like, my whole life being a different person or trying to do things for other people to make them like me when all I had to do was just be myself. So that was something that I I learned and has been a huge positive in my life. I think the next thing that I learned was with business and it's that nothing's ever going to be perfect. I am a perfectionist and sometimes I tend to micromanage and I want everything to be perfect and that's fine. I think it's good to have high standards for yourself and the work that you're doing, but it's not if you drive yourself crazy over it and you can't control other people. And so all I can control is myself and what I'm doing. And I think that when it comes to like curating content and new businesses and, you know, every aspect of my business, I want it to be perfect. And again, that's just never going to happen. So it's like, how can I still run a very successful business without making myself crazy and without bothering other people to the point where they think I'm a bitch? And I think at times you do have to do that. Uh, But I was doing it with everything. If it wasn't absolutely perfect or if it wasn't done the way I wanted it to, I would be kind of, uh, kind of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, there's no two ways around it. Um, I just want everything to be done right. And sometimes it bothers me when people don't put the same effort into it that I do. 
but that's just, that's okay. That's fine. It's still getting done. It's still getting done at a high level. Um, it's just that some people just aren't as passionate about certain things as you are, and that's okay. And so it's like, I just need to focus on myself and control what I can control, and that goes into everything. So if I do what I need to do and I put it out there, then it's up to them. They can do it, and they should be highly capable of doing their own job, and I can't stress over every little thing. So that was another thing. Next thing I learned is that you have to take risks and change is good. I think that I got so comfortable in my business and life doing the same thing because it was comfortable and it was safe. And I'm a creature of habit at times with anxiety, new things freak me out. And so I tend to like comfort and not change because I like a routine. And so if I'm doing the same thing every single day, I feel like my my anxiety is at bay. I can manage it. But that's not good for personal growth. And this year, I've taken a ton of risks and I've done a ton of different things, like working with PointsBet. That was something that I probably would have been so scared to do a couple years ago. And it probably sounds very silly for me to even say that because if you don't have anxiety, if you don't overthink things, you're like, what? It's just a new job. Like, that's like, that's exciting. That's awesome. But I get nervous doing new things, and so I, I had to get out of my comfort zone, which is just golf, and talk about different sports, and talk about betting, and things that, you know, I am not as comfortable with, and so I had to become comfortable with it, and that was a big change for me, but it's been so much fun. Like, I love working with points bet, and I love being able to talk about all different sports, and I love talking about betting. Betting is so much fun, and I had a misconception about the betting industry and how everything worked and when you get into it you're like oh this is actually something that's really fun and it makes watching sports more interesting and entertaining and it's the wave of the future and there's so many positives to it and I was like if I never took the jump and I didn't fully commit to it I would just be uneducated on what it actually is and I wouldn't be ingrained in all of these other sports and I wouldn't be having as much fun as I'm having and I wouldn't have been able to be as creative with the content and do different things and push myself. And so that's been a huge positive in my life and I feel like it's actually bled into my content creation with other things that I'm doing because with points, but I've had to be so creative and I've had to come up with new ideas like almost every single day and trying new things out and seeing what works and what doesn't work and you know trying things out with the podcast. This is always ever changing and my YouTube channel and just constantly evolving and not being stagnant and not feeling like you're stuck. I have grown so much this year and I can honestly say that I have never been happier with the person that I am, the progress that I am making, uh, the people who are in my life, the business that I'm creating and that is all because of a ton of risks and surrounding yourself with really positive people who can push you in the right direction and help you through the challenges of change and to be there for you. So I think that's kind of the last thing that I've learned is that you really just need to surround yourself with really good people and life is so hard. <laughs> life is brutal. I mean, it's always kicking you down. It's always testing you. There's always challenges. But what makes it worth it is the people that are around you, who can lift you up, who can tell you that they love you, who can support you, who can be there for you. And I have so many amazing people in my life now who I have reconnected with, 
building those relationships, like, that's really important, especially with your family, too. Like, my family in the last, gosh, like, six, seven months or so have been my biggest rock and my biggest supporter through everything that I've been going through. And it makes me so happy and I feel so good now. And so I think that's like my one thing that I want to tell you guys, like surround yourself with really good people, like really good people. You don't need a big circle of friends. A small group is just fine, but really surround yourself with people who make you feel loved and happy and supported. So those are some things that I have learned this year Goals for next year, gosh, to continue to change and grow and to push myself in my business. I want to expand it a little bit more. There's just so much in the works that I'm so excited about that I can't wait to get going. And I think 2022 is going to be a really great business year for me. I'm in such a good mindset when it comes to my business and what we're doing. And I want to thank you guys for following along and supporting, especially with this podcast, because this podcast has changed a ton, (laughs) a ton, and it's going to keep on changing. And we're working on some very exciting stuff for next year. And I can't wait. I think it's going to take this podcast to the next level. So I want to thank you guys for sticking by me through different co-hosts and changing of topics and these solo episodes, which I know you guys actually really like, and I like them too. It's it's a good way for me to connect, and I will continue to do these, but there are going to be some changes, and I think they're going to be very positive changes, and it's going to make this podcast so much better. And so I can't wait to continue to work on that and to do that and for you guys to hear the evolution of this podcast and to get it to the point where I really want to get it to because it's not there yet, but it's going to be there and it's going to be awesome. So again, thank you guys for supporting everything. Um, Other goals that I have, focus on my own happiness and mental health and prioritizing myself and giving myself time uh, to to have a hobby and to have time. I think that I get so wrapped up in work and there's no work-life balance. So trying to get more of a work-life balance is a goal of mine in 2022. I'll keep you guys updated and see if I can do that. I still don't have a hobby. I think it was like months ago. I was like, I'm going to get a hobby. I still don't have a hobby. I still haven't taken that pottery class. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe that will be my goal before this year ends is to take a freaking pottery class because I've been dying to do that and I want to do that. So that will be my goal for the end of this year. But I want to hear from you guys. What are some of your goals? You can email us at par at iheartradio.com or you can send us a message on the Playing Around Instagram account. I love hearing from you guys. I love getting your questions and doing TNA and connecting with you all. So always do that. It means so much to me. And again, thank you guys so much for supporting and (laughs) listening to me all the time on this podcast. So we're going to take a quick break now, but when we get back, we're going to get into the Marissa Hill interview. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And I am very excited for our next guest, Marissa Hill, former D1 athlete, model, co-founder of Shade TV. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Oh, thanks so much for having me, Paige. I'm doing amazing. It's crazy. It's almost the end of the year. I don't know where 2021 went. It's pretty crazy. We're almost into 2022. (laughs) Do you have any fun holiday plans coming up? Um, you know, I'm just finishing up a lot of projects. Uh, it's probably going to be a very chill holiday season this year. I went to see my family for Thanksgiving and I'm a little traveled out right now. I know that I had to reschedule with you because I got sick. It was like going from East Coast to West Coast to Florida to back and forth just really took it out of me. And I think my body isn't used to traveling so much anymore. <laughs> I know, like right after quarantine, when I started traveling again, first time at the airport, I was like, what do I do I don't remember how to do any of this stuff I was like holding my bin and I was like just standing there the lady was like you need to you need to do something about this but it's it's nice can I see your picture I'm like what picture (laughs) I (laughs) know license I got you oh you want me to take my mask down you can't tell what I look like underneath this (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so it's been crazy but you have a really interesting story being you know a d1 athlete and then transitioning into modeling and then being an amazing businesswoman co-founding Shade TV. I just want to get into kind of all of that and like how that all kind of happened. It's, it's a little bit of a weird transition from, you know, doing athletics full time into just like, what do you, what do you do next after that? And like finding like your footing in the real world. That was something I definitely struggled with, you know, coming out of, you know, you just train your entire life. That's all you do. You're so used to it. And then it's like the next step. It's like, now what, well, how do I, how do I transition now? What do I do next? How was that for you? Well, first off, you're truly an inspiration page because you have done exactly what I think a lot of women aspire to be after their college years. So you've definitely created a business mindset after, you know, playing a sport, which I know all of us are so used to having this strict itinerary where, (laughs) you know, you have everything planned for you and you know exactly what you're going to be doing, where you need to be at what time. So when you graduate, it's kind of like where's my itinerary? It's gone. (laughs) 
where am I supposed to be? What time is breakfast? What time is dinner at? I, I have no idea what I need to do on the weekends. Do I have the weekends free? This is such a strange <laughs> time in my life. I have to actually schedule my own things that I need to do. Um, but, you know, I think just being an athlete in general, and I'm sure you can speak to this as well. It was just a really good training, you know, for the foundation of who I am as a person and how I could apply that to the real world after I, you know, completed college. And I think that a lot of the training as far as being organized and being on time and just really having this mindset of, you know, your mind will fail you before your body does. So I just... I feel like I had to go through that process and that structure to really kind of understand how to apply that to the real world scenario and understanding what it was that I wanted to do in my life. And, um, you know, I think sneakers has kind of been this niche that I've always wanted to do. It's just kind of took a minute for me to really just strap down and do it. COVID hit and I had all this extra time on my hands and instead of binge watching and, you know, doing the comfy thing, which I would have <laughs> loved to have just watch Netflix all day. But, you know, I think it was like a eye opener for me to just kind of hammer down on an area that I felt there weren't a lot of women in the YouTube space. There wasn't a huge presence. So I really wanted to create some good fulfilling content where, you know, it's kind of breaking down the barriers of the quintessential male that you see in that space. And I know that you've done that with golf and <laughs> you're really holding it down for the ladies. So, you know, in a similar kind of way, I'm trying to do the same thing, but in the sneaker realm, and it's pretty crazy how fast it's grown in this past year. I was hoping just to have a thousand followers, you know, the first year I was going to be happy. I'm like, yeah, I hope people actually like to see me and hear me talk about sneakers because this is just going to be a lot of effort and work done for nothing if no one watches <laughs> but luckily I had more than that um and the channel has really just kind of taken off and I'm really excited for you know 2022 and what it has to bring so we'll see <laughs> well that's that's so exciting and like you're such an inspiration and like you were kind of talking about is that we're both in male dominated industries and it is hard to break through and especially I think you know both of us having a modeling background for them one to take us seriously and then yeah. two to break in as a woman what are some of the difficulties and challenges that you face with both of those I don't know what it is with modeling but it, it, it's kind of like this, we get given the stereotype that, you know, we don't have a brain basically yeah. <laughs> on our heads. And, you know, I get it in a sense where, you know, when I model, we're not really speaking, we're not in front of the camera, yeah. we're not being paid necessarily to engage with an audience, we're there to make the product look good, we're mannequins, basically, you know, mm -hmm. we're selling a product in the way that they want to market it to their audience. But unfortunately, I think, you know, that stereotype can really affect you when you're trying to do things outside of the modeling realm. And I think that a lot of people, at least when I first started the channel, it was kind of like, oh, she's pretty, you know, but can she actually speak to the history of the shoe? Does she actually know what she's talking about? And I feel like we have to like earn the right to sit at the table and anything that we do outside of the modeling sphere yeah. of things, because, you know, it's like, oh, she's a pretty face. Great. But what else? can she add value when it comes to, you know, other niches? And so I think it was definitely a process, but I definitely earned the trust of my following to understand that, you know, it's, it's not just about, you know, me being a pretty model behind the camera. I have so much more to offer. And um, I think people are starting to see that, but it definitely was a bit of rough waters trying to edge through there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 
and so you have to be so educated on what you're talking about too. And I think that's something that men don't really have to face as much. You know, like when you're talking about like the history of sneakers and you know, they're like, oh, let's see what she has to prove to us. And it's like, you have to know so much about everything. It's, you know, working in with points bet and sports betting and golf. It's like, okay, you name 20 players on this team from, you know, 1970 until today. And it's like, you would never ask a guy that. But yeah, it's like, you, would, you would never. It's just kind of like, hey man, what's going on? Sit at the table with us. Like, let's go grab a brewski or something, you know? But for us, it's like, all right, before you can sit with us, Pop you're going to have to pass like, a couple. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Pop quiz. Here's your pencil. Here's your paper. Hopefully it's a number two pencil because, you know, we're going to downgrade you for that. It won't count. Yeah. <laughs> But the same as with sneakers, you know, it, it's funny. It's like, how long have you been collecting for? How many sneakers do you have? Uh, what sneakers do you have? And it's all these qualifications that people, you know, have to, I think, articulate in their mind for them to give you credibility, which I think, you know, in order to be somebody who's passionate about sneakers, I don't care if you started yesterday, we all share the same commonality. Mm -hmm. And that's our love and passion for sneakers. And a lot of people who are, you know, my true followers, they're not necessarily just sneakerheads. I mean, they're doctors, they're nurses. They're stay-at-home moms, you know, they're teachers. You have no idea what their background may be. But in all actuality, we all come together with this one commonality. And that is what we're wearing on our feet. And we love to share our stories behind it. And I don't ever want to make somebody feel like they're not welcome to sit with yeah. me or have a conversation with me. You know, I think everybody has the right to do that. And I don't think that people should be gatekeepers in that sense. Yep. It's the same with golf too. It's like, they're so snooty about it and they don't want to let new people in. I'm like, but then how do you get more people to play the game or to love it? I'm exactly. sure it's the same way for you too. But I mean, I got to ask, where did your love from sneakers begin? So, um, you know, it's really interesting. Um, you know, I was definitely a poor kid growing up. I couldn't really afford Jordans. I would have died to have been able to wear, you know, the entire Jordan collection, my entire upbringing. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, my mom limited me on the price range of shoes that I could have. And they were limited to what was sold at Nordstrom's because she was a makeup artist there. So she wanted to use her discount. Uh, so I was mainly wearing Adidas Superstars and Skechers and uh, K-Swiss shoes because they were on that like $40 price point. But God forbid. Bid, I buy anything above $100. My mom was <laughs> like, Oh, no, 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 you do not need to be wearing sneakers at that price point. Um, but I think, you know, the love and passion really came from when I got involved with uh, team sports. So when I started playing volleyball, we had to buy a team shoe. And I was the only girl on the team that could not afford the shoe. And I was so embarrassed, so yeah. embarrassed. I felt like I didn't fit in and mm -hmm. I felt like I was being teased by other players. Like, why is that girl not matching her team? Or, you know, people would say like, I'm a poor kid. I also, you know, just didn't have the money to necessarily pay for things that yeah. all my other teammates were able to pay for. So I got a job. I started bussing tables when I was 15. I was working my butt off just because I wanted to buy a pair of Mizuno shoes. And I think that moment in time when I made that purchase, it was like I had this different value for materialistic items, I guess you could say, because it was coming from my own hard work. And that is, I think, where the foundation really, truly started, even though, you know, my dad did have a background in his incredible sneaker collection. He ran track with Carl Lewis and Flojo the Great and the joining cursors on the Pan American team. So Nike was sending him, you know, like all these incredible sneakers. And I just wanted to be like my dad. 
in a sense, <laughs> growing up, you know, I wanted to get a track scholarship, not a track scholarship, a scholarship track. I tried for a couple of days. It wasn't the sport yeah. for me. Not um, running either. <laughs> right. I was like two days of that in Washington state where it's rainy and cold. I was just like, I don't think I can do this. I'm going to go back to my indoor sport for a little bit, but um, I tried, I attempted, but I think it was just kind of a cornucopia of things, you know, that really added to my love and passion for it. And I think when I got into college, I had a little bit more money. So uh, my first Jordan was actually a Jordan I purchased at the outlet mall. So it's definitely not like the hottest Jordan to release. It was just something that I liked. It was, you know, just a simple Jordan 14, nothing special about it, but it's my first Jordan purchase. And it took till I was in my twenties actually be able to afford one. Now I'm getting into sneakers and I love it, but I didn't quite get it at first. I was like, why are people spending this much money on shoes? And, but there it's fascinating. Can you talk about kind of the culture about sneakers and some of the pros and cons of like owning this many pairs of shoes and collecting them? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny to me. I'm actually working on a documentary series just to kind of be almost like a 101 tutorial on what the sneaker community and culture is about, yeah. just because I do think sneakerheads sometimes get a bad rap. And I think people look at it as, oh, this person's just materialistic uh, versus, you know, this underlining story behind why they got into sneakers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during COVID too, I think one of the things I recognized when I was creating this content was people were really stressed. They either had lost their jobs, they weren't working, you know, and my channel became this escape for them to really just watch something to take their mind off of what was going on in the world. And so, you know, sneakers, I think is an escape for a lot of people too. you know, maybe they're having a stressful time at work or a stressful time at home, but they can go somewhere and have this commonality with the community. Uh, So I think for most people, you know, maybe they've started as a child or maybe later in their life when they can afford sneakers. But I think a lot of people do purchase sneakers based on stories and what they can remember in their upbringing. I know a lot of people, you know, love Michael Jordan, obviously, but I think a lot of the sneakers that people buy, they know the story behind each silhouette and maybe he set a record in a specific one, or maybe they set a record in a specific sneaker, you know, growing up in high school, maybe it was their go-to shoe at the time and they won a national championship in. And I think that just kind of creates this foundation to them wanting to collect more and more with the sneaker culture. I mean, they're always pumping out new sneakers left and right, whether it's It's OG colorway or retro colorway (laughs) of an OG color, they're continuously there's a calendar I mean that I have every week and there's always something dropping this weekend was an insane weekend there's just too much dropping Nike and Adidas at the same time were just like throwing stuff at us left and right and I'm just like I can't keep up there's 20 (laughs) shoes so the cool grays just released uh this past weekend and uh, that shoe honestly has not, uh, we have not seen that color for over a decade. So if you can imagine waiting over a decade for a cool gray color to release in your silhouette, that's a long time, right? Yeah. That's a really long time. So that is what drives, I think, these sneakerheads to really go after specific shoes because Nike could just one day be like, all right, well, you're not going to see this color for another 15 years, another 20 years. I mean, you just, you have no idea when they're going to decide to retro an OG colorway that maybe was your favorite color of all time. So I think that is another drive for people to really go after these shoes is because they're retroing them and they're bringing them back and they haven't seen them for years and years. So I'm 
slowly getting into it more and more. I'm owning way too many pairs of sneakers now, but I still- So bad habit when you have some limited space. (laughs) I know. It's just like starting to stack up on top of each other now. Um, But I still feel like I can't get the ones that I want. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this as well, it's like they go on Nike and it's like, I missed out again and I, I don't know where to find them. So do you have any tips on where to find the best sneakers? So I would say, you know, there is an underground world of sneakers and that is what we call cook groups. And there's also um, just other types of sneaker chats and groups out there where you are on forums and they actually give you information. Um, There's some that are free. There's some that you actually pay for. But the nice thing about it is that you have this community where you share information with and they let you know what time releases are going to be dropping, having those links immediately at least so that you're not searching for the silhouette in the shoe and it's taking time because we are in this world of bots. So, you know, you are also playing against computers and obviously a computer is going to beat you if you're neck and neck, you know, because I can't type as fast as a computer can register something. So unfortunately, bots do sometimes eat up a lot of the pieces online. Um, There are other options where you can actually enter raffles. Uh, So there's a lot of in-store raffles depending on which store you're raffling for. There are a lot of local smaller stores as well that do raffles. So what I always tell people is to enter any raffle around you. I think that's the best way, especially if it's a walk-in raffle where you have to go into the store and actually put your name down. Um, But there's raffle options. Obviously, you can go onto the sites. There's the sneakers app. There's the confirmed app. Uh, But most people will tell you that the sneakers and confirmed app are very, very difficult to take a W on. Uh, It's just a very much luck of the draw scenario where it's almost like winning the lottery when you do get a shoe on there. But I would say, you know, just being super organized, knowing what's coming out and knowing all of the stores that are releasing and then mm-hmm. just entering in-store raffles as much as you can. That's kind of the best scenario, but also having your family and friends enter for you is another yeah. great way. <laughs> having the whole gang, you know, helping you out. And it's like, hey mom, I just want to make sure that you entered on sneakers this morning <laughs> and talking to all my cousins, like, hey everyone, you entered for me on, on the raffle, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got you. So it's, some point one of them will hit but it definitely for myself takes you know an army basically for me to to be able to get the shoes they get it's just difficult you know scenario to be in a lot of people are paying resale for that reason yeah okay well I'll have to try out all of those tips and tricks (laughs) and then we have the holidays coming up as we already talked about what are some of the best ones that people should look into for gifting for other people or maybe to treat themselves and buy which ones are you loving right now the most I think by far right now, most people's pick for number one sneaker of the year was the Amamanair 3s. You know, the whole store and concept around Amamanair was encapsulated by a child's love of his mother and helping, you know, his whole, I guess, upbringing uh, and how much she's added to his life. And so I think the Amamanair 3s, such a tongue twister. I could say that like five times and just mess it up. Um, but I just, I think that the storyline behind that sneaker and the fact that it's a three, it's not the most popular Jordan silhouette, but uh, the storyline behind it and also just the way that the quality and materials, you can tell that there was a lot of love and passion put into that shoe. But also I think Salehi Bembry has really kind of set this new path for 
a great story, but also yeah. just crazy colors. He really brought to the table, you know, these New Balance collabs where he had basically an opportunity to choose any color that he wanted and the silhouette that he wanted to do it on. And he just went crazy with it. So I think also these collaborations that are happening are really making, you know, the shoes even more promising. So you have your general releases and then you have your hype collab releases. So I think that people are more probably going to, I guess, teeter towards the the collaborations they're done just because I mm-hmm. think there's a stronger storyline but I think the stronger the storyline the more popular the shoe is but I definitely think Ama Mare of Threes is going to be at the top of people's list also just the Soleil Bemberries just because he's made such an impact you know with New Balance on his collabs he's also coming out with a croc this week which is the first time croc has actually allowed somebody to actually change the shape of their silhouette, which is insane. So he's really just breaking boundaries, which is crazy. You know, you're just starting to see a lot of these collaborations really extending off of the silhouette that they're given and they're actually transforming it to something different. Awesome. But there's definitely, you know, a lot of sneakers coming out in 2022. So I'm already just like, I'm looking at the back of my wall right now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't even have space, you know? And I think that with the passing of Virgil, a lot of his shoes have just really, you know, I think people took it for granted in a sense where it's like we just became so in love with every off-white release and it's just crazy to think that now you know this is kind of the end of a story but you know I think a lot of people are probably even just crazy about the twos just because this was the last collaboration officially that he's done you know with Nike that he released but um a lot of a lot of great shoes that have come out this year. Foam runners, I mean, have always been just a big one for Yeezys on that end as well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are into the Yeezy slides. They're wearing them in the winter out here in New York, which is crazy <laughs> to me because my feet would fall off. But I think those are kind of, you know, some of the top tiered shoes that people are definitely probably looking at. Like, my goodness, I am at max capacity in my apartment right now. <laughs> I actually, you know, I went to an Adidas event as well. And uh, this designer, BB Bella is her name. I traded in clothes for this forum, but she actually makes these and reuses like vintage beads. Let me see if that's actually clear on there. Isn't that cool? Yeah. For everyone listening, they're like a clean white pair, but they have all these like charms and beads and they look so good. So good. (laughs) So what's a good, because obviously, you know, sneakers can be pretty expensive and especially the collabs. What's a good like starter shoe sneaker that, you know, someone who like wants to get into it, but maybe doesn't want to like break the bank. Like what's maybe like the first go-to shoe that they should get? You know, it's crazy. It's because these collabs have made specific general releases so hype. Even the general release shoes are actually difficult to get. (laughs) So I would say New Balance is probably like my go-to silhouette just because I feel like for my specific foot type, I have high arches and very narrow feet. So I need that extra support system. Uh, But I can wear New Balance all day long without my feet feeling tired. And I feel like the 550 silhouette was something uh, that Teddy Santos brought back from the 80s. And he really made this really cool vintage sneaker cool again, even though it was kind of a flop when they brought it back then. (laughs) It's just, it's interesting, you know, to see something that doesn't do well years and years ago, but then you bring it back and you refurbish it and change it up. And now it's like the hottest shoe out there. Also the 3 
727 is just an incredible silhouette as well. Um, that was a newer silhouette that um, they created. I'll show you as well, Paige, just so you can see what the 550 looks like. So it's got a very vintage feel to it. Uh, it's nothing, you know, too crazy as far as color scheme goes, but they have general releases of this. And I think that this is just a fire starter shoe. If you're getting into the sneaker realm and you, you know, don't want something super vibrant and yeah. crazy in color, this is, I think, something safe that you can really wear with a lot of stuff. Like I actually love wearing this with like a blazer with matching kind of pants for a dressier look. You can rock this with dresses, sweats, you name it. This is just like my all around go-to shoe. But the 327 as well, like we're starting to see sneakers all over the runway, but the 327 is definitely- yeah, a shoe that I've seen everywhere on the runway. And this is a Casablanca collab. Casablanca is this French Moroccan designer. And I think that he just kind of gave this new taste and flavor to the silhouette. But this as a general release as well, I think is just a great starter shoe. I've been seeing actually a lot of women rocking this in New York. I feel like oh, I but... need to do a series or something yeah. on it. But you know, there's certain shoes I feel like too specifically that look better on women than they do on men. And I feel like these two silhouettes, just because it gives you that shape to your ankle, it doesn't really cover it. I think this is just a really sexy kind of shoe that you can really dress up or dress down. Um, but I think those are just two great starters if you're going the New Balance way. If it's Adidas, I think that Ultra Boost is just one of those defining sneakers that you can really just wear anywhere. It's a great yeah. travel shoe and they have so many different colorway options. So I think that is a great starter on the Adidas side. Also, let me think here. What else is a great start? Oh, on Nike, I would say Air Max 90s probably is one of the just most stylish sneakers that I think everybody looks good in. <laughs> they're so and comfortable too. They're so comfy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think Air Max 90 is a great option as well. Mids have been getting really bad reps for some reason, but I think that uh, a lot of women specifically are loving mids just because it's not covering their ankle. It's not a Jordan high, uh, but a mid is, you know, it's, it's something that's different and it's accessible, which is the number one thing. So I think trends are also changing just because shoes are so difficult to get. So people are now resorting to other silhouettes that maybe weren't as popular because they can actually purchase them. Uh, but I do think, you know, mids is a great option specifically if you're a woman too, because I just think it looks good on women's feet. This is um, just my basic Air Max yeah. 90. But yeah, these just go with everything and anything. So those would be my starter pack sneakers though. I think Air Jordan 1 highs are just, they're so hard to get. Yeah. You just don't, you don't <laughs> see them actually, but you know what? There is another option. So there is a Air Jordan one high and they're called zoom comforts. They okay. are extremely comfortable and I don't know why people don't go crazy for them. They're slightly different in a sense where, you know, they have a different double tongue at the top here. Can you see that? Yeah. But oh, these like are that. so much more comfortable than the Air Jordan 1s. Like my PSGs are probably my favorite sneaker to rock. And I get so many compliments on this. Uh, but I would say if you can't cop just an Air Jordan 1 regular high, go for the comfort zooms. You're never probably going to want to go back, honestly, just because they have that uh, zoom cushioning inside of them. So it's like having a little ultra boost in there. Guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> go get those. <laughs> So I have two quick fire questions for you and then one more. Okay. Cause I'm sure everyone's dying now. How many sneakers do you own? I probably have like above 200. <laughs> I, my apartment's starting to honestly smell like a sneaker box. I feel like I'm <laughs> living in a shoe. <laughs> it's not meant for New York living. I don't know where you live Paige, but 
in New York, it's just very limited on space. So I've had to get really savvy with how I'm like coordinating where I put my shoes. Every door is filled with sneakers, every single door. I have a hanger and it has maybe, I think I fit 20 shoes on the back of a door. That's amazing. Okay. And second question is your favorite pair that you own. This is a difficult one. I mean, I would probably, you know, I would have said the uh, Dior Jordans, um, but the problem with that is I get scared wearing those. I don't know what it is. I just don't, I don't like taking them out. Um, So that's a hard one. I'm probably going to have to maybe go with one of my new balances or maybe just all of my new balances because they're so comfy, but I love honestly this Jan. It's so basic. And I know people have probably like, uh, that's the one you went with, but this shoe crazy enough was reselling for almost a grant. And this launched in two different colors. This brand is just very minimalistic Yeah, and started out like as a tumbler, his feed. So he was very just quirky with his art and things he was sharing, but all of his collabs, I think are just so cool and unique and different, but this shoe I could wear all day long. The 992, it's, it's one of the best New Balances and the quality on New Balance, you really, you just can't beat it. Yeah. Okay. So you're amazing. I want to come visit you so I can see this collection <laughs> I know, in person because it sounds amazing. <laughs> but where can everyone else find you on social media? And is there anything that's coming up that we need to look out for? Uh, yeah. So you can find me at the height model or Marissa E. Hill, more of my modeling page, Marissa <laughs> E. Hill on Instagram. And then the height model is more uh, tailored to streetwear and my sneaker content. But I'm also on YouTube as Shade TV. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You are amazing. And I can't wait to follow you with everything that you continue to do. Thank you. I know I'm excited for some future projects. We got to go out and play some golf page. I know. I know. Okay. I'll teach you. I'll take you sneaker and I'll take you sneaker shopping. That will be a good trade, right? We're good. We're good. (laughs) I love it. See guys, I told you, she is goals. Like I want to be her. And I hope she gave you some good sneaker insight, Uh, maybe some presents coming up, some gifts that you want to uh, give your loved ones. Now you have some sneaker recommendations. You can't beat that. Again, she's awesome. So make sure you go follow her, follow along. I'm going to try to do some content with her. I think it could be really fun. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Gosh, again, I can't believe this year is wrapping up. What a year. What a year. Um, But anyways, again, always thank you for supporting, listening. Make sure to write a nice review. Give me five stars. Share with your friends. Do all that good stuff. And I will catch you next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. 
because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.